We're back from spring break, spring break 2017 on the BizX podcast. I am one of your hosts, Nate. Thank you so much for coming back and checking out our little ditty. Uh, April 27th, 2017, officially back from spring break. Uh, for me, spring break was busy doing band work, and that's about it. I haven't talked a lot about the band world that I do. Um, I do have a special in studio guest tonight. Uh, her name is Miss Becky, my wife. How are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. So Becky and I teach uh, marching band, actually, which is how we met yep. six years ago. Yeah. Something like that. Got married last fall and are living the uh, happily ever after in our house in Shakopee in the uh, BizX <laughs> Studios, as you hear us talk about from time to time. Uh, so Becky and I teach marching band. Uh, there's a indoor activity called Winter Guard International. WGI is the acronym. Uh, so we both also teach indoor drum lines and indoor color guards in our, I guess it's called free time or something like that, aside mm-hmm. from our professional jobs during the day. You're the, what's your expertise? Movement choreographer. Color guard. Yeah. Right. And I'm, guard. and I'm the drum line guy. But so mm-hmm. band was, uh, we were in Dayton, Ohio, of all places, uh, the metropolis that is Dayton, Ohio, competing nationally. The group we teach uh, competed against 64 others in their class, Irondale High School, shout out to Irondale, uh, and, and placed eighth. So the goal always is to place into finals, which is the top 15 groups doing uh, three shows. So they did actually very, very well. Yay for Irondale. A little applause. So that was spring break. Uh, Just a quick reminder, of course, on the contest that we've been talking about. So Tannen is not in studio. We have a little ditty from uh, he called in a couple minutes ago uh, to kind of get a where in the world is Tannen. Um, But we are going to extend the contest one more week. So everybody has one more chance uh, six more days to go on to any platform you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play Music, find the BizX podcast, um, and please rate us, leave a comment. Uh, we're going to pick somebody at randomly for what we've termed the last couple of weeks as a major award. Uh, so before I get to our phenomenal guest tonight, which we'll tease in a second, here is uh, Tan and I a couple minutes ago. Tannen Logie. Where in the world is Tannen Logie? Tannen, are you there? I am. I'm flying on uh, 62, heading west right now. You got it. I'm in the car driving to my next uh, next professional meeting, and um, I wish I was in studio with you tonight, you and Connor. But uh, we'll definitely catch you on the flip. So you're actually flying on the on the freeway? That's probably not safe. I am flying. Yep, I am flying. I'm going uh, 67 in a 65 mile an hour zone. How about that for flying? So even though you won't hear this live, if you're a trooper on, <laughs> would you say 52? Don't pull Tannen over. Yeah, 62. 
Don't tell the cops, okay? <laughs> Uh, no get-out-of-jail-free card unless they're a fan of the show, I guess, huh? <laughs> That's right. So you are uh, going to what kind of meeting tonight? What's your what's your shtick? Oh, we're going to be looking at some energy, sustainable initiatives. Um, so we've got a group of folks that we talked heavily about this. is uh, something in facility management that we're always actively pursuing in terms of uh, ways to, you know, bring in new sustainable initiatives into the property along with, ways to save on the monthly energy bills through the different cycles. So um, there's a small group of us that get together, and we talk through those areas and areas of focus and concentration. And So, yeah, it's a, it's a good group, and excited um, to be part of it. Nice. So I know you and I were talking before, too, uh, possible topic for us going forward, just even residential, home, sustainable energy stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely, whether it's um, on the residential front, whether it's on the commercial front, whether it's office, retail, industrial, um, there's always ways to, to add some sustainable initiatives into your, your site that will help you save energy and save money at the you know, long term, save money. So, so does, it go, does it go into the green piece, the green energy? Does that kind of what it falls into? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the, I always say the old school term of green energy is uh, it's still being used today. People know it as green energy. Um, some people will look at it as alternative, uh, sustainable initiatives. Uh, so you'll know different terms out there, uh, but that could be geothermal, that could be solar, um, you know, on and on and on, water retention. It's just There's a lot of different sources that uh, could be looked into for these type of initiatives. Right on, right on. Uh, so Tannen, please be well. Do not get pulled over by a uh, trooper or a local PD. I guess you're going through South St. Paul, West St. Paul, you said, 52? Yeah, almost to Minneapolis right now, but I'm going 63 and a 60, so... Oh, you're, you're totally uh, yep. good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> now, I'm actually lying to you right now. I'm probably going 70 and a 60, <laughs> 75 and a 60. Uh, yeah. remind, me to, remind me to tell you next week about the ticket I got a couple weeks ago. I don't think I mentioned it to you, but we'll, ta- we'll talk about we that then. Our, we better call Ben Bina. That's right. Get we out of get, get of our tickets. Yeah, we need to be insured. <laughs> All right, man. Take care, and we will uh, talk to you soon. All right, you and Connor have a great night. See you, buddy. Bye. All right, good. Bye. So there he was, uh, the Tannin man, uh, mixes in it with love because he makes the world taste good. Uh, Tannin is out doing some professional gigging tonight with the day job. Um, But in Tannin's stead, uh, we have a wonderful guest. Um, He is the the drummer of a band called um, Davina and the Vagabonds. I've got a little tunes shaking with them right now underneath uh, we're going to bring in Connor. Connor, are you there? Nate, I'm here, my hey, man. Hey, there he Greetings. is. Connor Hammergren. Uh, Connor's the drummer for, did I, pr- I pronounced the band name correct, right? Absolutely. Davina and the Vagabonds. And, and you guys are a, charged. You're a twin, I'm the drummer. You are the drummer. <laughs> you are a Twin Cities based uh, band, correct? Yeah, the band is based in the Twin Cities. And, um, you know, for, for anybody who might not be hip to, to what's going on, the band's been around for about. 12 years and uh before davina started touring um her band worked over 300 dates a year in the twin cities area alone and then the band has been you know gaining popularity year to year more so um on the national united states music circuit and then as well internationally as well too and you've been drumming for them how long now I've been the drummer uh, and then off and on as well, too, because touring life, you know, it's, it's a very, very busy band. Um, so I say, you know, off and on 
for about the last seven years, but full, full time for the last four years. I had to take a break. I had a little medical issue. I had a hand tendon thing going oh, on that sidelined me for a little while. And uh, then, you know, various other, you know, family things, they pull you off the road and things like that. So for little increments of time, it was kind of off and on. And then uh, been back now steady for the last yeah four years. Wow, good for you. So we wanted to bring Connor on. I've known Connor for, gosh, let's see, maybe 2003, Connor, is it? Dude, yeah, I want to say 2002, 2003, so right in there. 15, yeah. 16 years, something like that. Yeah, um, But I wanted to bring Connor on as we keep developing the, the BizX podcast. I know Connor's listened to some past episodes, but just to kind of bring everybody up to speed again, um, with Tan and myself, we wanted to just introduce a, a different platform within the Twin Cities and, of course, wherever it reaches to across the country, even globally, I guess. That's kind of cool to think about. But talking about different business segments, different business ideas from a Generation X perspective, since we're two of the younger kids in the uh, generation scope of the Generation X, but uh, wanted to explore music, just the, the business of music. Uh, I, I Connor, you were one of the first people I thought of that at least is local that you know I, I know quite well and probably would come on and, and t- take time to be on this, of course. But oh man, absolutely, and thank you for thinking of me, man. It's an honor to be to be a part of it. And uh, yeah, like you said, I did take in a couple of episodes, and I dig what you guys are doing, man. It's been very informative. Awesome. You know? so, so do us a favor, <laughs> and after we get this on social media tomorrow, uh, tweet it out, and I don't know who controls your Twitter feed, but you know, share it social media and, and plug your oh, guys yourself, yeah. and we'll take a little bit of the rain along the way. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So uh, we want to explore the business side of the music industry locally, uh, internationally, globally, domestically, you know, as, as Connor already mentioned, the touring. Uh, I put a couple questions together for him just to kind of speak to a few different things. The first question was, of course, kind of what I wanted to know instinctively right away was when you specifically realized you wanted to make a career out of music, because here you are touring with a very successful local and, and you know, t- global band, I guess, if you will. You know, when did you make that decision? This is what I want to do. Man, absolutely. So that's, you know, it's, it's for me, it, it, it goes back a long, long way. I mean, the love of music and, and being a drummer yourself, like, you know, this and, and, and being a performer, it's all about, you know, wanting to do that more and more. The love of performing, I think, has always been there for me as long as I've picked up drumsticks since I was a little kid. Yeah. But when I really started to kind of get serious about like, okay, could I actually do this? Is this making sense? Is this actually going to work out to have a career as a musician and be a drummer full time? Um, I was working in music retail and saw a lot of different players and all the different opportunities that they had and some of the different ways that they worked to promote themselves and and learning obviously too like the thing for me was like learning different styles of music and once i kind of had a few of these different styles in the bag it's like okay well this is going to make you more money if you can play this style of music versus Ah. this style of music you know what i mean so it was one of those it was kind of it was there was never really an exact moment where i was like man i want to do this and i'm going to really go for it but i i think over you know a process of years of like being on the the other side of the counter from a lot of professional drummers and kind of learning the way they did things that really inspired me to want to then go out and, and pursue a career of just playing and get, get out from, you know, kind of the, the retail end of the music industry and really into focusing on being a musician. So did you, did you have to go through auditions or how did you get into Davina? So with this band in particular, so it's for me, you know, when I was working in retail, I was also moonlighting as a drummer in the Twin Cities. So I would pick up like, and this is, you know, Uncle Connor advice here is like (laughs) when you're getting started out, man, it's all about, 
you know, pick up every last gig you can learn every style. I mean, even if you hate it, learn, you know, to play like pop music. If you, you know, if you're a jazz drummer and if you're a, a, a pop drummer, learn how to play jazz music and it's going to get you more gigs. And so I was just trying to work as much as I could, you know, outside of, of my day job to, to develop a lot of different musical styles. And so I really was starting to gravitate towards blues drumming and specifically with kind of an emphasis on like funk and new orleans kind of rhythms and things like mm -hmm. that so i got involved with a band called the swamp kings and that was a ah, band i, that I was that. working yeah. with yeah yeah absolutely and in fact our friend nick moreno yes wound up grabbing the drum chair uh when i went on the road so that was really cool to be able to uh kind of get him involved with that band too um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, actually, uh, an interesting deal. I was playing on a battle of the bands with the Swamp Kings. It was like a blues battle, mm -hmm. uh, to try and get a spot to go down to Memphis to compete in what's called the international blues challenge. Okay. And if you win the international blues challenge in Memphis, then you get like a nice little touring contract and mm -hmm. we'll like record a record for you and you get on the blues cruise. That's this big cruise ship that goes out every year. <laughs> And it's this like you kind of get a little jump start to your career as a full time band if you're doing that kind of. Thing. So I was competing in that, and Davina had actually won the local okay. uh, version of that two years prior to when I was competing in it. And so I was playing with the Swamp Kings. Ran into to her as a judge actually at this um, at this contest and just said, "Hey, you know, I really dig your band." been hearing you locally obviously a lot and now see so you're touring so if you ever need a sub don't be afraid to give me a call here's my card you know it was one of those straight up like cold called on a band leader like yo i dig what you do <laughs> i'm in if you need a drummer i'm here i am your guy i'm your guy and i'm impressed from else. from someone that i guess comes from the professional nine to five world and myself i have business cards i guess because my company gives them but you have business cards absolutely do Heck absolutely yeah. have Woo. business cards bro yeah that's the oh man absolutely you know and it's got you know the facebook page and the the right. instagram and all the social media stuff too but for for a little while um i i was teaching some lessons and things like that some beginner lessons and things in in town so i also had a little booking scheduling thing on the back of the business card where you could like you know we'd book a lesson and then you get the card with right. your date on it all that kind of stuff so right so just to wrap so, yeah, up you know to wrap up the retail piece who was the coolest uh either music guy gal or drummer uh that came through the shop man there were so many and like the list could be like so long give us but a I'll couple then you, i'll give you a couple like so when i was first starting off um, I got out of my car. It was this was maybe like my second week of working at the drum shop, and I got out of my car, and this like super rock and roll dude's like getting out of this other car, like right as I'm walking in for my shift, and I'm like walking next to him, and I'm like, he's got a snare case, so I'm like, okay, you're a drummer, you're going to the drum shop, what's up? And he turns, and it was Frankie Benali from Quiet Riot, and I was wow. like, second week on the job, meeting Frankie B on the street, this is killer, <laughs> right? So. But yeah, from there, um, it was Liberty DeVito from Billy Joel uh, oh, came in dude. and did a clinic. Yes, uh, we had Stanton Moore from Galactic, who I wound up developing a great relationship and still take lessons from him today. Um, you know, ten years later, and uh, let's see who. I mean, there's so many guys. Um, Dave Weckl, of course, really? legendary Super jazz cool. drummer. Yeah. In fact, you know, really, when it comes down to it. 
um he was probably one of the cooler and like bigger name dudes that we had in the shop and uh he uh he they sent long story short he was doing a clinic sabian bless their hearts sent us the wrong box of symbols for his clinic but at the time i was like one of the biggest sabian dealers in the country so i'm like dave check this out we got to go and like you know just hit the symbol room with me maybe we can find some stuff and so here's like 19 20 year old maybe me in the drum shop with dave weckel in the symbol room and he's like no so check this out listen to the tones on this this is what i'm looking for out of this This is what i'm looking for this one blends with this one and then this one and so i got to like learn symbols and like you know yeah symbol matching from dave weckel long story short it was amazing mr weckel my name's connor can you teach me how symbols work straight up it was like (laughs) oh my god it was like can you yeah like i am way out of my league here and he liked he treated me like you know, I was just another dude. You know, it was great. It was he was super cool. Awesome, you know? awesome. Yeah. So, let's get back into the the business side of music. So, um, I, I want to tap your 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 great business music mind a little bit. Um, harshness of the music business world. What have you kind of come across? Why does everybody say it's so tough? Either a to get into, b to be sustainable, and c to support yourself. What's so tough about it? Absolutely. So like a lot of different factors go into that. And I'd say the biggest thing is that, um, and I, and so what the, the role I'm, I'm in, in the music business world is the role of the side man. So I work for an artist who happens to be the band leader as well too. So Davina is the creative control. She is the uh, arranger of the music and for the original music she's the writer and and composer of of our original music and so you know for me my role is to be able to be as creative and as musical and interpret the music that she's writing and she's arranging on the drums now getting into the business side of, of this this is all kind of creative neat neat sounding stuff right but what's what's tough about the position that i'm in is there are a lot of other dudes that can do that and they can do that really well and really great so so the first i'd say aspect of it is that you're you know as a sideman, you know you're you're replaceable you're um it's it's a cutthroat kind of a deal to try and fight for these gigs. It's like you have to literally be on these artists or on these band leaders like, yo, I love what you're doing. Take me along for the ride with you. I won't let you down kind of stuff because it's, you know, it's it's tough to get into a position where you get into these gigs. And then once you're on that gig, you don't leave that gig. Right, <laughs> so it's right. like, you know what I mean? So like for me, it's, you know, I'm I'm you know, I feel very, very fortunate to be in the position I'm in. And I'm sure a lot of cats that are, you know, quite frankly, probably stronger, better, you know, drummers than I am. Come on, could, don't sell yourself short and, now. You know, I'm not saying well, that's the humble me coming out, you know, <laughs> definitely. But like, I mean, there's a, there's so many great players in, in just the Twin Cities alone, let alone nationally, internationally. So there's, you know, there's a lot of players going for not a lot of jobs. You know, the recording industry is getting smaller and smaller. Yeah, so yeah. like records aren't the deal anymore. Now it's all singles. Now it's all, you got to have one song and you can do one song at a time and put those out on iTunes and just bam, it's out there. And people are downloading one song at a time versus going to the record store and buying that whole album. 
So you are, you know, you're constantly having to kind of evolve with the pace of the industry, but then also just trying to nail down that right gig. That's going to be again, like you said, sustainable. So from there, it's a, you know, if you're a jobber, say, okay. and I'm going to kind of break this down for you as okay. well too, which is kind of cool, you know, cause I'm in again, another very unique position. So jobber, you know, musicians are guys that I would uh, say, you know, are very, very uh, versed and, and can play tons of different styles of music and they'll go and do a salsa gig, a rock gig, a pop gig all in one week. And they work with tons of different bands. So that situation, it, it becomes really, really tough because it's almost like feast or famine. You could be like super busy one week and then have no gigs the next week. Right. Yep. So so that's always a, you know, a, a up in the air thing. And you have to have the skill set and the musical vocabulary and the talent level to be able to perform lots of different kinds of gigs and take every different kind of gig you can get sight reading all that kind of stuff is really really important when you're trying to to work in the in the jobbing world right so do you so, do do you moon to use your word do you moonlight in that side of it or do you only focus on the divina side do you have to sign a contract or what's so what's... so again right now yeah so the position i'm in is a, is a position that's almost very very you know, especially these days, it's almost unheard of and very, very coveted in the music industry is I am a performer on retainer. Ah, so okay. I I make a, a weekly rate, whether I'm working nine gigs in one week or two gigs in one week. <laughs> so it, it winds up being a very, very um, self-sustaining, yeah. comfortable. I can budget. I can save money. I can, um, you know have credit cards and make payments on them and things like that because i have a consistent income um based on the level of business achievement that my band leader has attained so davina has her her business sense and her yeah. job down so well as a band leader that she can say hey you know guess what you get to be creative and work really hard and do all these amazing gigs and you don't really have to worry about anything else because you're you just have to focus on this and do it really really well. That's so, super cool. So yeah, I'm gonna it's, a, it's I'm gonna pull up a track here. Uh, the track is titled "Traveling All Alone." Tell us a little bit about the song. Billy Holiday um, yeah, did this tune. And I'm not sure if she actually penned it. I want to say she did, um, but uh, yeah, definitely one of the ultimate blues songs out there and it's a jazz form as far as you know the 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 form of the tune and the way that it flows and everything like that but it is just a bluesy sad awesome amazing song that uh it's definitely one of our our uh, heartstring tuggers in the set for sure but it's got a real neat swing to it as well oh yeah and and the the um the muted soprano love the muted soprano the scream oh yeah absolutely kind of like chewy yeah. in star wars a little bit <laughs> right yeah you get the little harmon mute with a little plunger on the end of it and you get that you know yep <laughs> that's super cool um well, we got a little bit more yet before we close the show a couple more samples of some stuff with uh we're with connor davina the vagabonds uh he is the drummer mix master uh everything included in that uh the other question i had for you connor um you kind of touched on this a little bit where we didn't want to, I guess, interrupt the mojo, but from personal finances, obviously, again, you're not necessarily, but you're on retainer, like you said, so you can kind of do some more of those maybe normal things, quote unquote, normal air quotes, um, yeah, that maybe some absolutely. musicians can't, but what would you suggest that people that aren't in the fortune situation like you might be, what, what can people do to, you know, again, break in to support themselves doing this industry? Absolutely. So again, when it comes down to the, 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 
the nitty gritty of it, I guess I would call it, is in the end, it's just elbow grease and hard work. And the more you increase your bag musically, if you can put more more tools in your toolbox, you're going to be able to work with more people. So then from there, the the biggest thing that I've seen like the jobbing guys do is when they're say like they're super busy in the summertime, but then Minnesota, we know everything slows down in winter, right? Because right. we're in the frozen tundra of beautiful Minnesota. <laughs> so outdoor gigs aren't happening. Festivals aren't really happening. It's a lot just more of your bar gigs, club gigs, venue things, weddings, that kind of stuff. Right. So what I see cats do in the jobbing world and what I kind of almost like to do myself, even though I'm on retainer, is is you can... Uh, use those busier times and use those times where you're where you're really really busy and then save up right and think long term because you know that four months from now you are not going to have this many gigs and so the the really smart jobbers i see um live really they live really small first and foremost it's kind of you know music and and being an artist in general is one of those deals where you know you you're very much in it for the love and not for the money you know and so it's and even if you're an artist or a band leader you know and you're the one that's writing people checks you're still you know everybody it's it's kind of a you got to be happy whatever level of the game you're at you know (laughs) yeah but but the smartest jobbers i see are the guys that think on year to year as opposed to month to month because if you're like man i have this hot month and i'm just gonna go out and buy new shoes and get a new cell phone (laughs) and "Ah, it's gonna be awesome and then all of a sudden it's november december and you're like oh man i got all these christmas gigs coming up and then january hits and you're like man i don't have anything until march right now what's up with this (laughs) you know and so it's like but the heat has to still get paid and the credit card bills have to still get paid and all that. So I think like the, the, the smartest guys uh, and gals, of course, yeah. you know, I say guys blanket term, but you know, I think the smartest players are the ones that really think long-term, you know, as far as financing goes and things like that. And I try to think year out yearly, things like that. I mean, my wife and I are saving for a house right now. So we're in, super cool. you know, super save mode right now. And it's like, you know, that whole like, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, try this awesome dish because I'm in Switzerland right now and it's $70. But, hey, you know, what? You know that stuff isn't happening anymore. Yeah. It's all, you know, we're battening down the hatches financially and getting Good ready for, for a house. Good for you that, guys. So. Good for you guys. So I got one more track I want to play. It's called Flow. Uh, tell me a little about this track. Yeah, so Flow is one of Davina's originals, actually, and it's kind of neat because I heard this song from its absolute infancy. Um, probably, man, even like I want to say a good six years ago, it was within about the first year or two that I was in the band, I started hearing this uh, this melody line come out, and she was working on it and things like that, just off and on. You know, in sound check, you kind of plunk away a little bit and kind of write a little few lines here and there. Sure. And then um, I had a stint where I was kind of out of the band again. You know, I had the uh, little deal with my hand, yep. came back, and it was time to record. So it was like, ooh, boom, I got to learn a bunch of Davina's new tunes. <laughs> and all of a sudden, flow was finished. And it was like, oh, cool. Like, what do you know? And it was kind of a really bright pop tune and you know and this it was kind of really like up and moving and she's like you know it just isn't kind of feeling right we gotta do something i'm like well the tune's called flow 
it's gotta it's gotta flow. It's gotta, it's gotta, gotta flow, be light. Right? It's gotta be loose. It's gotta you know what I mean. So and I was listening to a lot of um, Levon Helm the, from the band. If you've ever heard of the band, okay. right? All right. And he had this kind of just really amazing back in the pocket greasy way of playing pop licks and things like that. So we kind of slowed the tune down a little bit and all of a sudden it took on this just really nice mellow groove and it's yeah it's one of uh one of her better original i mean they're all great but i think it's a really strong tune so yeah it's great i still got it playing here but um it's kind of short you know what's what's the longest song she's written this one's only about two and a half you know minutes. yeah you know a lot of the you know and what the cool thing is man i think you know and she gets this as a writer but like for me, the best tunes are always those ones that you get done and you want to start them right over again. You're like, oh man, that yeah. song was so short. It's like, oh, it's the best. So when you're aiming for a pop song, you're going, you know, two and a half minutes to three and a half minutes at the most. It's okay. kind of like where you want those those song lengths to swim. Um, but I'd say as far as the longer tune that she had written, probably the one uh, that jumps to mind and it's on our live record is um, St. Michael versus the Devil. Hmm. And that's kind of a niche. She actually won, I can't remember what songwriting award it was, okay. but this was years ago. She won a songwriting award for that tune. And it's a really neat swing tune, um, kind of about uh, you know the, the story of St. Michael versus the Devil kind of told in a... Uh, how does one say like a smoky you know city setting mm, almost mm -hmm. more so that like a like a modern kind of art deco smoky creepy setting more so than like the biblical story actually sure, sure. uh but it's a really neat you know really neat tune but there's a neat stretched out vocal to horn call and response that makes that kind of a longer you know stretched out tune yeah it's super stuff if, if people are listening i i totally uh, it's on itunes right you said Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, everything, uh, all of uh, Davina's current releases, we've got, uh, let's see, they're right out right now is Black Cloud from 2011, which won Star Tribune's album of the year, which nice. is very, very cool. Nice. Drummed on that. And then we've got, uh, let's see, um, 2015 releases, Sunshine. Mm -hmm, I saw and that one. that's uh, um, partially Davina's originals and then a few cover tunes. And then we've got Nicolet and Tenth, which came out the year after that, which was recorded live at the Dakota Jazz Club oh, in wow. Minneapolis. So very cool. cool. And that actually features that uh, we all... Um, uh, the Vagabonds, I mean, we all do some vocals and some leads and things like that. So those tunes that we sing are featured on the live album as well. Too. Wow, super cool. So we're going to wrap up shortly. But the last question I had for you, since everybody in Minnesota right now, and kind of, I guess, across the country, just because it's been a year, uh, everybody's still mourning the death of Prince. Did you ever meet Prince being in the world you're in? You know, I didn't meet Prince, but it was kind of a trip because um, the night before Prince died, he was actually at the dakota to take in a show okay and i'm not sure which show it was i can't remember who was playing but the night after so the the day that everybody found out prince died was our live album release at the dakota oh, and so oh. it was a very bittersweet night for us because it was like we had just lost prince and the whole city was in mourning and right. you know we we're three blocks away from first avenue at the right. dakota jazz club they set up uh, the table that Prince sat at, had a memorial flower and a candle lit there and everything. My wife actually got seated next to that table. So oh, when wow. I took my break, I was sitting next to Prince's table. And so never got to meet the man in person, never saw him in person. I've heard many amazing tales that we 
won't get into on this podcast <laughs> in particular. It's more of a hanging out around the bonfire. Thanks for that, by the way. That's good. <laughs> Absolutely right, right. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, didn't meet the man, but have felt his presence and have uh, felt his influence and inspiration. As I mean, you can't be a musician in Minnesota. And, and I, I play music that's about as far away from Prince as, as, yeah. as can be right now. But you just, we all carry, you know, we all wear a little purple underneath. And we all have that that little, like, you know, and it's kind of cool whenever, no matter where I go in the in the world with this band, you know, as soon as I tell people Minneapolis, the first thing people say is, oh, yeah, Prince. And oh, it's man. like, yep, you get it. You get it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's that's... very very special that's super sure. cool so we're gonna wrap things up connor i want to thank you so much davina and the vagabonds check them out on itunes where else can you get your stuff anywhere oh let's see yeah itunes google play um youtube red i think it's called now download you can download the full albums and things like that and then as well too at uh, all of your uh local minnesota independently owned music stores as well too like electric fetus and down in the valley and all those wonderful places Indeed. right on right on uh, thanks again so much. Um, last little word from Connor as far as advice for music industry goers. Ready to go. Man, as far as uh, you're you talking seconds. people who are trying to get into the music industry, yep. attitude, attitude, attitude. Always be a positive person because it doesn't matter really how good you are as a player. It matters to a degree, but your attitude always matters more. If you're cool to hang out with, people are going to want to work with you. <laughs> there it is. There he is, Connor Hammergren on the uh, BizX podcast. Don't forget to check out our uh, contest. you got one more week to check it out. Tannen will be back next week. Becky, thanks for joining. Thank you, guys. And we will see everybody very soon in six short days. Thank you for streaming the BizX podcast part of the Launch Your Message Network. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at BizXPodcast. That's at BizXPodcast. And through our website at www.bizxpodcast.com.